and gentlemen, welcome to your Nevins Island stream of the night. We got the casual gaming conversation every Thursday night. As always, it is myself and the brother Evans, Connor Evans, coming after you. Connor Evans, how you how you doing, bro? Doing great, doing great. Just got off work, last shift ever at the place I'm working. Going skiing tomorrow. Can't complain. Yeah, you excited? Me and uh, me and the person you're skiing with, our father are playing the greatest game of phone tag of all time right now it has been it's like four or five back and forth because i only call our dad when i have good news i just don't like calling him when i'm like hey i failed a test or hey i i did something stupid it's got to be hey i did this that and the next thing and normally he has enough uh critiques and criticisms to go and help me out with whatever i need help with so we we always have a good back and forth when he calls me when it's you got to get stuff done. I call him when it's, I got mm-hmm. the stuff done. So right now, I, as I just told you, I've had a crazy week. Four exams, a paper, all in the span of like three days, basically. It's been really hard. The weekend was absolutely like slammed. But as always, I love coming to this show. It's home. It feels, it's the best. We just get to hang out, talk about yeah. games, and just chill out for a little bit. And you and I haven't really talked too much this week that's true so it's yeah. it's pretty good to go and actually have a moment of uh just hanging out with you just catching up with you but mm-hmm. uh but yeah you want to hop into it just straight into it yeah let's go all right connor evans what have you been playing so i i i'm just in a rough patch right now i just like there's nothing new coming out that is really tantalizing for me i'm i think i'm skipping persona 5 strikers for now i think okay um but uh, so I'm just kind of going back to the well on stuff that I've either already played or I haven't gotten around to yet. So I've I booted up and played for like, like less than an hour, maybe. But but I plan to come back to it. I booted up Nino Kuni, oh. uh, Wrath of the White Witch on Switch, um, a game that I bought a while ago just because I love I loved playing on a PS3 um, and I played it. I never beat it. I played a decent amount of it, but like, it's just magic. Like that game is so special in so many ways. If you don't know, made by uh, in um, a partnership between studio Ghibli and uh, level five. So like it has that same studio Ghibli magic, same art style. um, And it's a world that like, I just really want to kind of get lost in right now. My big issue with it. Uh, getting back into it, uh, I'm still at the very beginning, um, which I've already played multiple times because I like I got deep in and then fell off. And then when I came back to it on PS3, I was just kind of like, OK, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just restart the game. So I've restarted this game like three times now and I just got to get over the hump. Just like a lot of RPGs, JRPGs uh, in particular, it just takes a while to get going. And there's so much reading and so much tutorializing in the beginning that it's yeah. just like, okay, I just got to get over this. I just got to get over the hump and force my way through and then we'll be uh, well on our way. It's the same with like a game like Dragon Quest Eleven, which I need to get back to. But that's one of those games uh, that I have on Switch that I've played about like 30 hours that I'm just terrified to go back to at this <laughs> point. Like I have to I have to just restart it. Do it. You got to restart which, it. Yeah, because like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know where I was even going. I, I like hardly remember what was happening in the game. So, it, it, with those massive long RPGs, if you just fall off, like you're just kind of screwed. Unless yeah. you, it really leaves an impression on you. Like Persona Five for me is is a is like the exception to the rule where 
I came back to that game like regularly, like throughout a two year stretch, my first playthrough. And I, it was like just jumping right back into it. Like I was just ready to go um, when I when I was really feeling it. So I'm playing Neo Kuni. I should have an update next week on on hopefully uh, playing more of it. Um, other than that, I've been playing Valorant. New season, new character, new battle pass, uh, new character is Astra. Um, she's a controller, which is uh, the same type of character as my main Omen. Yep. So she like she's pretty cool. She can like put down smokes and everything, and then she has an ability that like she can like put a ping on the map and and like uh, activate it, and it'll suck people towards the center of it. Oh, that's cool. And then yeah, and then the other one um, is a concuss, like it'll like blow up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like and like make you uh, your character like concuss for like a few seconds, but like it it it's prime for these galaxy brain fucking nerds who are just gonna like find ways to abuse this and and really uh, have fun with that character and that's really why i like omen so much is it's less about fragging out and more about like really thinking oh you, like how are you gonna manipulate the playing field and i think she's gonna be pretty interesting for that so nice. um it's exciting it's exciting time to be playing some valorant all right uh hopping into what i've been playing now as always, we got the Fall Guys. Uh, like, this game is just so addicting. I Whenever I'm on stream, it's never long enough. I always plan out. I'm like, okay, tonight I'm going to stream for two hours. And I play Fall Guys for two hours. And I'm like, I got one crown. I want I want to play more. I want to get that finale. I want to mm-hmm. learn the grab mechanics a little bit better. Um, But as always, we're playing that. As always, we're playing the Mario Kart in the apartment. I Earlier today, we ran like 24 total races together. Just had mm-hmm. a blast hanging out with the guys. Two games, though, that I really want to touch on. The first, I, for the first time in a couple weeks, dropped into Fortnite. And boy, oh boy, is it just that magic's still there. And it's really, really impressive that they are able to suck me back in. And it was really funny. I'm like, okay, I got to study. Like I said at the top of the show, I had four exams at the start of this week. I got to study. I got to get to it. I got 30 minutes. I'm going to play one or two rounds, depending on whether I die quick. Two and a half hours later, I'm dropping back in. I'm like, let's go. I got to go and get at least top five one time. And then I get top five. And I'm like, man, I got to get top three. And then I got to get that victory. Closed it out with a victory royale. Got back to studying. Had a blast with it. The guns are great in that game. I feel like it's really well balanced as always, and I just adore that game for everything that it is and everything that it does. I uh, like uh, the first couple, the first like thirty minutes. I'm exploring the map and all the things that have changed in the time that I've been away from it, and then after that, we're having a blast, just dropping in. I got one of my buddies to play with me back from Massachusetts. Had a blast with him uh, for like thirty minutes. He was only around for one round, but like we had a quick, quick drop in. We came in third. It was a blast. Um, picked up a couple kills right off the rip. It was a great time. And then the final game that we have to touch on, we have to touch on, that I started up this week, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I Here's what I regret. Here's what I regret. Right, so I started it. up this game at midnight on a Tuesday after just the most... Like, I didn't stay up all night, but I was exhausted the night before due to studying. So I fell asleep like a rock on Monday night, and I had an 8 a.m. So, like, I was miserable waking up. I was miserable taking the two exams I had on that day and writing this paper that I had to Or, like, uh, editing this draft that I had to write. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, cool, I'm going to take a quick nap and then stream. 
Sounds good. Makes sense. I didn't take a nap. <laughs> so I'm exhausted. And then I'm playing Fall Guys, just trying to warm up the stream juices a little bit. Go to something that I'm familiar with. Just get some people in the lobby, hang out. And then it's midnight. And I turn the lights off. I turn the music off. And I start up my first horror game ever. I don't know if this show, I made it very clear. I am a wimp. I am a, some would say pussy. I am like the worst. I don't like horror in general. Our sister, huge horror fan of movies, stuff like that. She would like have a horror movie on while like I'm making dinner in like the living room with a couple friends. I would like look at a quick scene of it and I'd be terrified. Nightmares for weeks. Like mm -hmm. I'm not about that. Same. So uh, I would go, wait, dad, with the phone, the game of phone tag Can't continues. Answer Can't, Can't answer it. it. Oh, the game of phone tag continues, guys. Um, but yeah, so I hate horror. Why did I think it was a good idea to start my first horror game ever at midnight with all the lights off? On stream, I don't know. This was a <laughs> bad idea from the start. So I literally, like, I, that, that game shook me up. I, I'm somebody that hates creepy horror stuff. And the first two hours of that game, I only played about... I want to say only like 50 minutes of the of the first uh, of like getting through the first yeah, like an hour game. or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe crossing the hour threshold. And I I've thoroughly as I look back enjoyed that process thus far. And hmm. it bothers me because I know I have to beat this game now. I like it's yeah. an understanding. Um, You're already like one eighth of the way through. You're like yeah. right there. Yeah. So what, what I'm going to do is tomorrow I have. Uh, the day off from class. I have no classes tomorrow. I'm going to wake up whenever my body wants to wake me up. I got a couple assignments I got to bang out in the morning. Just real quick. Probably take an hour and a half, two hours. Finish up the studying that I got to do. Like I said, I'm at the the test cycle just like finished. So now I really have nothing on my slate. And I'm just going to go and enjoy playing some Resident Evil 7. Not on stream for a little bit. I'm going to go and just truck through it in the daylight a little bit and then before the podcast before the Amazon podcast go check that out on spotify and youtube <laughs> right, I'm gonna go, i had to do it yeah you're good i'm gonna go and probably turn on the stream around four o'clock uh central time till around six because i got to eat between the two things and i'll probably uh hopefully come close to like around past halfway when i start up that stream and come close to about to finish it out and then finish it out on saturday on stream with that being said, I, I think you should stream it personally. I think you stream the whole thing, dude. You got to do it. You got to do it. it. It's it's good because I'm like a wimp and it's funny and there's great clips. that can It'll help you. In. It'll help you. It'll help you definitely to feel like you're doing it for content because it'll just make it less scary. It definitely will. Um, but like the, it, the game drops off like really hard for the last fourth in terms of fear factor. Yeah. Um, and like the game really like has a really nice progression to it in my opinion i like the last fourth of the game still it, because in my opinion like good horror games are so different than good horror movies where you just when you're watching a horror movie you just feel helpless the entire time because you're just like this sucks like the characters are just doing stuff outside yeah. of my control but i think there's a good ramp up in horror games where uh, unless you're doing just like you're helpless the entire time like outlast yeah. which in my opinion doesn't work i think that is kind of boring because it, it, it plays its hand in the beginning on like oh you can't fight anything because yeah. you're you're useless and then it just drags it out for eight hours and i'm like yeah. this isn't fun um 
but I think that like Dead Space and Resident Evil do a really good job of you're really helpless in the beginning. And in Resident Evil 7, you're like absolutely helpless yeah, in the you, beginning. Like you don't even have like a gun for a lot of it. And then you lose the gun and then you're just running away again from the father or whatever. And then you eventually get weapons. So like first you get a pistol. And you're like, okay, now I can defend myself. And then you get a shotgun to work with as well. So then you have both and you're, you're less worried about using all your ammo, but you still need to think about it. And then like... By the end of the game, like you get like, like weapons, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like an AR yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like so, so LMG. like it's way, like it's way less, out. it's way less scary at the end. Um, it still is scary and, and eerie, but like I think it becomes a good game well, at the end. Yeah, that that was my like main. Thing so I think it's important to stream in the beginning because yeah. like that's the best. It's a the best part of the game. B the scariest part of the game and and see you would be fun <laughs> yeah i mean i absolutely hated the moments where i felt naked and then you pick up an axe like a, a little hatchet and then you mm-hmm. lose the freaking hatchet like you're like this yeah. they i i dislike not being in control i'm somebody that if you know me i'm at the point in my life I, i'm a creative type i would say but i am i have to plan things now i have to have mm-hmm. a schedule i have to have that type a mentality I don't like being out of control. That is the main thing. I always hate being out of control. I love doing things like high ropes and stuff like that because, yeah, there's a carabiner on me, and I know that that is in control. That is still the tangible thing that I know Mm -hmm. I'm safe with. In a game like Resident Evil 7, I am pissing my pants the entire time because I'm like, okay, I put the fuse in, and now I don't have my weapon out, and something's going to pop out at me if you watch Mm -hmm. any of my stuff. It, like funny stuff yeah cool i'm crapping my pants and screaming because i'm naked i don't have anything i feel vulnerable mm-hmm. and yeah so maybe i'll stream it maybe i won't i i'll definitely stream the last bit of it i'll and i'll probably stream a bit more of it i definitely will stream some on friday it just depends on when i wake up and how i wake up stuff like that before we go and get into the main main topics of today we got wandavision uh tonight are you are you stoked are you are you ready yeah i'm stoked i'm, I'm not gonna stay up for it but i'm up at four in the morning i think so i I'll, i might watch it on the drive up to nice. uh to maine um but real quick uh before we jump into that i i did play another game i forgot about i played age of empires 3 definitive edition long history of playing age with friends yeah. uh age of empires 3 like the original version um and man like it's disappointing like really? yeah the definitive edition sucks um Dang. and and it it has like a nice visual upgrade and everything and that's 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 great but and has way more people playing it my big issue with it is that where the original is the wild west at this point where there's yeah. no rules but everybody makes the rules like together basically and you you can kind of do whatever you want and that that game has taken on a life of its own the definitive edition takes none of that and like has its set rules and you have to follow them. So like a lot of the strategy is just stripped away. Like you can't like build a bunch of walls like everywhere, basically like you can in the, in the original version. Um, and like it, it's, it, it's very restrictive on like what you can do in the, in the treaty period where you can't attack each other and you're just building your stuff up. Um, which just sucks. But then, uh, outside of that, uh, me and some friends are planning on playing Sea of Thieves sometime soon. Jumping into that at some yeah. point. Um, which I've been wanting to try for forever, but as far as I understand it, you need friends <laughs> for yeah. it, and a bunch of friends just got 
uh, gaming PCs. So we're going to be uh, hopping into that at some point. Nice. So. I bef- I want to touch on this, but it's not really coming up too imminently. But not this weekend. The next weekend, Jake Brazzanelli on stream with me playing through The Last of Us Part 1 for the first time. Right. And I'm Pretty super good. excited for him to be behind the sticks, to commentate. And commentate, I feel like, the right way. Hold, like Just be like, hey, because this is a little bit of a side story but i'm watching the show like video game high school last night i'm showing one of my buddies it and he's out there he's he's on his phone a little bit he's he's grabbing a drink and he's talking to a friend all of a sudden i'm like i want to show you this i want you to experience this so there's me showing you me showing you mob psycho yeah and you sitting on your phone every once in a while like dude like there's moments that you're gonna miss exactly so I'm excited for him to be behind the sticks. I remember having the conversation with him. He's like, can I just like watch you play it on stream with you? And I'm like, no, you should experience this game. You should be the one behind the sticks, especially when we do get to The Last of Us 2 later this year with him playing. I want him to experience that game. The big thing that I've toted for a long time is that is a game you have to play. Even watching it, you're taking certain things away from mm-hmm. the experience. So... With that, super excited to go and see him play one of our favorite games of all time and one of the greatest games of all time. And it's going to be a blast. So if you are watching this sometime in the upcoming week, go and uh, get excited. Next weekend, we're going to set Friday night. We're playing through probably all of fall. Saturday, uh, we're going to play through, no, sorry, all summer and then play through all of fall and winter and maybe even spring on Saturday. We're going to just bang it out in one weekend. Um, it works well for our schedules, obviously. He, we're all in midterm hell down here, so we're very excited to hop into that. And I'm really excited for... It's like when you apparently take a kid to Disney World, you know, and you get to see the mm-hmm. magic through their eyes. It's more about them. And I'm excited yeah. to experience that game after playing it so many times, having them him experience it. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like watching somebody who you know or care about uh play the last of us most recently laura has a streamer julian who is jenna marble's uh boyfriend husband i don't know uh who is who's playing it on stream and she was telling me about it and i like i would just watch the vods and just skip to like the best parts or whatever and just see his reaction all of those i just love it i I do it all the time like for whenever i see somebody new playing it that like i know anything about i'm like i'll I'll watch this (laughs) it's Um, it's it's really good it's that amazing of a game i remember going and watching nick from uh kind of funny playing it and i learned some things on how to uh partner stream very well where i'm like there's times where i'm gonna like we're gonna be in conversation as he's just running shooting zombies stuff like that it's gonna be a what 15 hour 14 hour stream but um there's gonna be times where i'm going to shut up which the kind of funny crew did not do too well of through the big moments um right but yeah i'm really excited for it i'm really stoked words can't describe how amazing next weekend's gonna be it's gonna be a special moment for uh for snl and i but now let's uh let's get into the big topics of the week real real quick sorry to interrupt again <laughs> second uh, time because <laughs> i just want to talk about like like the gaming drought that we're having right now and where i'm at with it because like i'm like I'm like am i just addicted to valorant like that's all i want to play yeah. and like kind of but also like there's just nothing to play, but I have a, I have a path forward, and I just want to express this real fast. So I'm right. just saying, like, so for the this next two weeks, I'm in hell. I'm I'm skiing, and then I'm going on vacation, and then I'm moving, like yeah. in the in the next like week and a half. So like, it's just it's not gonna happen until basically the end of end of March. I'm just kind of like screwed. And then in May we have Resident Evil Eight. Yep. 
And then in May as well, we have Mass Effect, the trilogy, which I'm psyched for. And then in June, um, we have Final Fantasy Fantasy VII Integrate. And I am going to play the fuck out of that. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, so like I got my, my flight path here that I'm for games that I'm really excited about that are coming up. Um, you also I don't in know. June missed uh I believe it's June, Ratchet and Clank, right? June. June Ratchet and Clank and yeah. then Skyward Sword in July. I think Skyward Sword is July. It might be July. Yeah. And, yeah, and so uh, you also missed uh Game of the Year Mario Golf this July. Very I'm excited. not buying that. I'm yeah. not buying that. There's I'll, no way. I would uh, play- me and the boys down here, not just the Nevin Island crew, like whoever's in the apartment, whatever we can. We'll be playing some Mario Golf. You bet your ass. There'll be some late night streams. I'm gonna try to get a crew together playing some Mario Golf. We'll we'll play in this room. We'll flip the bed. We'll get the green screen going. We'll get a tarp over it, and we'll we'll be just bang, just shooting shots <laughs> left and right, having a blast, having a cold beverage, having a good time with the entire stream. Right, but right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna get a PS5 before may is the plan so in in april i think i'll try to pull the trigger on it one more time how many how many playstations have you had in your possession total six you're insane you're insane you're a freak and Um, i've not made any money on them i've like made like so i get i get points for my credit card (laughs) and that's it (laughs) that's about it so i get like 20 bucks every single time i i purchase one because i sell them to friends for like 600 like which after taxes and and shipping the massive box like yeah, you're making pennies. Yeah, One more thing. By the time this goes up, the Nevins Island podcast with Turbo, Turbo Tarantola will be live. Go check that out. That's by far, I believe, the best content we've ever released. It is so funny. I, I've rewatched, I believe, almost all of it. I've picked out clips. I've picked out moments for Turbo to post, for me to post, for the other guys to post, stuff like that. What a blast it was to go and have him on the show. I'm really excited to eventually be on the Is What It Is podcast that he does. And I'm really excited for also Frazzanelli, Jake Frazzanelli, to be on the Is What It Is podcast too. It's a great show. Highly recommend it. Go check that out too. All right. You happy to, uh, you ready to hop into it? Yep. All right. What, I don't know exactly what I'm titling this, but let's just go and break it down to we're discussing the latest Nintendo Direct for Pokemon, because we've already discussed the other one, and the state of play that happened for PlayStation. And I just, we're throwing this in there too. Big gaming news today the newest Switch. So, yeah. I say we start with, let's start with the state of play. Start with the state of play. Okay. We've touched there is on... news. There's also news around the state of play that I kind of want to discuss. Right. So, just you, to, you, just you, to you, recap that, I'll take the lead. I'll just take yeah, the lead. Yeah, just here. take the lead here. So State of Play happened, went over 10 already announced and uh, games at previous events and a couple of new a couple of new uh, surprises as yes. well. Um, but wrapped around that, Jim Ryan did an interview with, I think, GQ, where he dropped just like a ton yeah. of information, just a ton. So PlayStation games, a whole slate of them coming to PC yes. in the next year and beyond. Um, starting with Days Gone here in the next few weeks because spring's coming up. Could could be happening in a couple days even. <laughs> like, um, So we have that coming up, and PSVR 2 is real. It's happening. It's coming to PS5, one cord. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, so that that those are the two main pieces of news. So so what's your read on uh, PlayStation games coming to PC uh, with Days Gone? What's what's your read there? I I love it. I let's just go in uh, as we are. <laughs> I was talking to Matt Lucid this weekend. Uh, him and I sat down, and talked for like three hours, talked a lot about the casual gaming conversation. As he's an avid viewer, fan of the show, friend of the show, and. He was discussing a lot of the Nintendo stuff, and then we go and we're talking about PlayStation, and he's like, you guys are just a PlayStation podcast. You need to make sure you're giving the love and credit to other places. And I like, mean, I got you there on the Nintendo Yeah, you're, you're, doing, you're doing all right, but like for me, I obviously, I'm, I'm PlayStation, and I, I PC now and stuff like that, but it's, it's the right move. It's PlayStation doing more right things, and... yeah. It's it's too easy not to, right. especially when you have Xbox out here almost like weirdly partnering with PC, just going and being like, we're putting Game Pass on there, we're adding this, we're adding that. And then PlayStation just low-key is like, we're going to put on one, two, three banger games. Just like consistently we're putting out our library on the PC and it's getting no credit. I also just want to I want to say something. This is a Nick Evans rant moment. It is. I'm a PlayStation uh, consumer that has had a PlayStation 4 in my possession. Like, it wasn't yours. It wasn't anyone else's. My possession since 2015. I have had PlayStation Plus since 2015. Not having it for about 20 whenever Fortnite came out <laughs> for like the for, for like 6 months I didn't have it cuz I was like I don't need it I'm just playing Fortnite. The amount of free games that I've gotten on PS Plus is insane. It is uh-huh. insane. And then going and throwing that in with the PlayStation Plus collection we're about to go and talk about even more games that I believe will eventually come to PlayStation. But Final Fantasy VII Remake this month getting announced as a PlayStation Plus game, especially right. leading up to Integrate, which is like just putting eyes on this game and everything. Put everything I believe on PlayStation for bangers, and but like select few like they're doing, put as times exclusive. Year and a half, 18 months. And then after that point, after you milk the cow as much as you can... Go and put it on a PC and put more eyes on it and put like allow more people into your ecosystem. It yeah. just makes sense, right? So I agree, um, and I think that there, I, I, I was torn on it because I felt like a lot of the time when we talk about Xbox and how we feel about the way that they handle their business model with releasing everything day and date on PC on Game Pass, essentially for. $15 or depending on if you've never tried game pass a dollar um, to be able to play the hottest new game um, as it comes out. Um, so when we talk about that, I feel like we talk about it as a negative often, oftentimes, which if you're just an Xbox gamer and you really want to support that brand, like I understand that mentality and I have always thought it was, it was harmful for the Xbox brand or and for the I, Xbox I, I console brand. I still you don't think that's no. I yeah, still yeah. Believe that so that's so I kind of do too, just because I think that they've shifted from being the Xbox console brand to being the Xbox Game Pass brand, and yep. if that's the case, then it's a great move. Like fine. Well, I I still I still make it a little bit timed. Make it a month, one month. 
of going and being on the Xbox and getting your because like, anybody can wait a month. If I were to go and tell you, hey, uh, Black Widow is going to be on uh, like your screen in a month compared to going to the theaters, you'd be like, yeah, sure. And as a PC gamer, you'd be like, yeah, sure. The uh, I'll I'll wait a month to play Halo Infinite. I'll wait a month. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you can get a day and date with your Xbox console if you really care enough. I think waiting a month makes, or like, even two weeks, just make it a little bit separated where you're not having that exact bang, bang moment. You allow your console, which I understand that that's not their like main business focus, but I'm like, why not? Why not separate right. a little bit? Why not make your console just have a little bit extra flavor to it? Because you have games like Drift 5 that I'm like... No one gives a rat's ass about it. And if I'm able to play for a dollar, I'm going to go and do that on my PC. I'm not going to pick up a Xbox uh, Series X or S. I'd rather just go and play it on my PC. But if it's a yeah, but they get you there. But they get you there. But if it's two week exclusive, then I'll have Game Pass on my console and play it then. With uh, just a couple weeks early. Yeah, but the the whole point is that they just want you in their ecosystem yeah. at some point for whatever whatever the cost. And, and they've, for got, them they've gotten me. They've weakening their IP. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With I, I pay fifteen dollars a month for a Game Pass Ultimate on PC. Like it's and it's and awesome. Do I do I need it all the time? No. No. But like, I just like that it's there. <laughs> I, I like that I have access to Doom and Sea of Thieves and, and other and games Halo. and Halo. Yeah. yeah. Um, disappointingly, Halo only two player co op on PC. Really? What the hell? That's really right? upsetting. Because yeah. I wanted to go and drop we the Halo plans. with you guys and, and hang we out. We had plans. We had great we, plans. We had, great we, aspirations. We were going to no. do the deed. I mean, know? I'll play I'll play Halo multiplayer any any, any oh, time. Dude. Any, any let's, place. Let's but, do it. Let, uh, yeah. I, it has been a more than a couple fortnights since you've been on an Evans Allen stream playing some games with me. And we have the setup at this point. We're able to yeah. hop on Discord. You can have your camera up. Like, stuff like, come That's on. Right. I'm going to get a whole new setup. I'm going to look real good in my new apartment. I'm going to get a bookshelf with all my gaming knickknacks and such behind me. I'm going to get disc plates. Have you heard of these? They're metal prints. And I think I'm going to get some anime ones and some some gaming ones. Like I, I, was, I was thinking about getting you as a wedding present. My wedding present ended up just being paying for things that were at your wedding like a normal person instead of just going up there for free um but my wedding present was going to be the display of the last of us ellie playing the guitar that was that's be good. What, that it was going to be i'm not saying i'm doing that still i mean i'm Maybe, saying it's a good idea it might be a move it might be a moving present we'll see about it we'll see about it yeah, I'm a poor, right. dude i have, oh, I have tickets to pay off i got a parking ticket the other day i'm still pissed oh, about geez. it oh geez it was, it was it was like 20 bucks I'm like, we're fine. Yeah. yeah um so then uh when it comes to playstation's uh plan here sony's plan here for releasing games I think it's the best of both worlds because you get the good press for eventually having these games available on PC. So you have the bigger audience. You've already rung Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone for all it's worth. Days yes. Gone out to it's 2018. So so just now two years um, uh, are, are coming up on three. So because um, because I think it came out like November. So it's it's like barely over two years. Um, but anyways, uh and it primes people for a sequel. If yeah. you, as long as you don't release this on 
on PC day and date. Like as long as we don't start doing not doing that, you're like you're just getting the the milk in the cow <laughs> or whatever yeah, the phrase you're, is. You're, you're getting you're, you're having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. So like, does this confirm a Days Gone sequel? Yes, it does. Like I, we are getting we are getting Days Gone two. It is happening. Oh, they would not release this game. I they wouldn't I release it, know, this like this they, no matter it, what. Was, I w- I don't know if it guarantees. If the Horizon did, in my opinion, yeah, it did. It, so it, we already it, have the we already have the blueprint there. Yes, you, it, you announced yeah, Horizon the for but the Horizon. You announced Horizon. You announced Horizon for. I mean, Days Gone is apparently great, and like, and people like it. It sold a ton. Didn't you play some Days Gone? I have not yet. Oh, I own okay. it. I was going to say you <laughs> I, own this game. I've yeah, seen yeah. you have this game. I'll, I'll play it at some point, but yeah. um, probably before the sequel. Yeah, 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 I think so. Maybe when it comes to PC, I'll just buy it again. Because that's the kind of person I am. Um, yeah. Why not? But uh, yeah, I, I think that we get the next game is God of War, and you generate hype for for God of War Ragnarok, and and you get it out there. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably the play there, and I'm excited for but, it. But uh, also, as somebody that is in the PlayStation ecosystem, these games are games I already own due to the PlayStation Plus collection. I'm all about this. Like I'm like yeah. I've already got the bonus because I got them for free because I'm a PlayStation consumer, and yeah. that's that's where it's like, man, wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it have been like unreal if every single Xbox Series S started with the the Halo collection, like or just something right. that was on it right away? And then yeah, you if you're a PC gamer, you can get it through Game Pass. You can get it a different way. For a mm-hmm. dollar or fifteen bucks, and Game Pass is still one of the best deals in gaming. I'm not sure it's the greatest deal in gaming. I think that PlayStation Plus has provided it over time has just accrued so much value if you've been in that ecosystem. Yeah. But here we are. It's I don't know. Like you go and as somebody that has PlayStation Plus right now, you have the Plus Collection plus Final Fantasy VII Remake. Are you freaking kidding me? Like that's yeah. bonkers. That's insane. So, I don't know. It, we're, Plus Ratchet and Clank right now for free? Yeah. Well, Ratchet and Clank still in the game. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you ever don't have... If you ever yeah. don't have PlayStation Plus, I would I would at least redeem it. Yeah. Because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, you can just have it forever. That, by the uh, way, so after RE7, that is the game I'm going to next, personally. It is... Great it's It's... I've heard amazing things. It's a short romp. It's a fun romp. I love yeah, Ratchet and Clank, and I there's no reason for me not to. And honestly, I'm gonna need a nice little baby game to go and take me down from RD7. Let's be real. RD7 is so good. I I would love to replay that game. I would love to platinum that game. Honestly, you uh no, no really no. It haunts my dreams. Though. No, I like no real scared. offense to you, but. I, I do know something about this game. I don't want to get into it in case anybody ever plays it. All I know is one word that you gave, you've, you've retailed this game to me when we you first played it. I'm like, there's no way I ever play this game. Here we are like four years later. Um, there's one word that I remember you saying, and it stuck with me, and I didn't forget it. And then it is it a spoiler? Me. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's I a mean, big just, one. Just- text it to me right now. Okay, uh, I will. But uh, yeah. I'm too curious. It, 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 I... I believe I know this, uh, a piece of this game. Uh, going back to that a little bit, I really wish I started out uh, started out this game. I just shot the text. Um, 
being less scared just being like yeah, okay she, there's I something think, about her do you I know can, like what do you I, know what I, about I her i think i know some i think i know a little bit more but okay. than just that but yes um i wish i went in that game just being like you can do this you're the man you're the man you're the man i like folded my cards so early before the game started i was flipping yeah. out so it, it took me a lot to like get <laughs> into that game um and i like I, I had somebody like share play with me for like the the later half uh, to just kind of like just having somebody talking to me like while I was playing like made it so much easier. Yeah. Um, but That's like why I, I, I could only I could yeah. only play like thirty to an hour at the start. Like I was just like okay, like I had to psych myself up and like let's get yeah. back into it. Um, I think I'll be better with with RE eight at this point. Um, I think RE eight looks less scary. Uh, the, I'm sorry. There's there's something about having space. That in general, being like, all right, because I'm in this house right now, and I know that this game just takes place in this freaking house. So I mm-hmm. know I can't get out of this house. And that alone terrifies yeah. me. If I'm able to walk down a street and be like, be like all right, I can run. There's the world outside yeah. here. I'm not just going to be trapped. Hotel California. We've already talked about that. All right. We, we were like four, 34 minutes in the show where we attempted the main topic but we're we still haven't really fully dived in all right so psvr 2 what, do, what are our thoughts not necessary we don't need it yet i don't i don't think we I are right now is time. where like life cycle for the psvr sure i just don't think it's like we're gonna go and just get like revolutionary games with it and for i me, think if you're gonna get revolutionary games somewhere you're gonna get it from playstation I mean, they show they have the backing and like the audience to take risks and actually make these games um, and the IP to actually do it. They'll, they'll they'll take devs like big name devs and try to ask them to like do a side project on on a VR game, and I think that's pretty cool. Because um, as we saw, like we had the Oculus, we had the HTC Vive, and we've had di- different iterations of the Oculus at this point. Um, and and we definitely got the best games on PSVR, like the best exclusives. And then eventually, like a lot of the PC games came over to PSVR because it had the biggest install base. So like there's an audience there that wants it. And I think it's cool to see PlayStation kind of doubling down on something that's a really niche item that a few people are really excited about, but isn't going to be their like biggest seller. Um do I think VR is like the future or anything? No, but I think it'll, it'll always be a supplemental extra thing uh, to experiment with. And and I'm excited that they didn't just give up on it. They gave up on the Vita. Yeah. Just immediately. Like, like after a few, like a couple of years, they just gave up on the Vita essentially, um, which is really disappointing. And they, and they, they've given up on ideas and like they gave up on the move really early. They, they like, they just don't what, take the same risks yeah. as they used to in the PS3 era. Um, so it's exciting to see that like VR, which is a risk Xbox and, and Nintendo aren't in that space at all um, for them to just continue to push on it. I think that's, I think that's pretty admirable wow. and I'm excited for it. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> My main thing is like if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they they've mastered what they're doing right now. They are the big boy and everyone's looking at them of either we need to 
either we need to emulate them or if we can't emulate them we need to do something different because they're that good you you're right. not gonna you're not gonna beat the usa like 1996 dream team by playing the same basketball that the dream team's playing you got to change your strategy and you see that with nintendo and xbox right. so it because they and yeah it's a risk do am I excited for you or Matt Lucid or somebody else to pick it up and for me to hopefully play Beat Saber with a full library of songs that I'm able to download? Come on, Beat Saber, get it together on PlayStation VR. But like, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. Is do I hope that there's a God of War game where I'm able to throw the Leviathan axe and then call it back and have the with the motion controls? That's where I'm like, all right, you got my IP. Or give me give me a game with Uncharted or Horizon or Days Gone or like spring out some of your bigger IP to play ball in a shorter story. I think I think that they need to find a niche enough game where they're not bringing out their biggest gun. I think God of War might be a little much, um, but I think it would work and I think it would feel cool. Um, I think that a great game would be Spider Man. Uh, like having that have, web swinging. Yeah. So they've already done cool. kind of something with that, with like Homecoming. They did like something on yeah. on PSVR for it. And and here's the thing with with PSVR and like the space that I think that they should go into, and why I think that taking these IP that you already have established like is cool, but you have to do something interesting with it. Like this tech is so different than your average game that you need to build a game from the ground up for it. If that yeah. makes sense. And oftentimes when you're trying to be like, oh, let's do a uh, a Horizon game or let's do a, a God of War game. It's like, well, like, what does that even look like in VR? Like you have to transfer it to first person and then like kind of fit like it needs to like the good example of it is the Astrobot game on on PSVR, which is a platformer. But it utilizes the way that you can look around things to uh make for some really interesting ideas there and that's like a great example of like okay you have 3d platformer that's an established idea and now you're taking psvr and seeing what you can do interesting with it so it's less for me about the interesting ip that sony has and more about the backing to invest in really interesting games and get them on the platform because a lot of developers i feel like aren't going like, okay, we can build a game for PS5 or PS4, PS5 and PS4, which will get out there to a hundred plus million consumers. Yeah. Um, Or we can make it for PSVR with 5 million consumers. Yeah. So like, is this even financially viable to do this? And the answer to that is Sony needs to, tell you to put it on there and make a game for it and they need to give you money to give you that security for it so that's why i think it's important to have playstation specifically in this space um because they're the ones who are gonna really back these projects and that's that's why i'm excited about it and hopefully there is that security hopefully sony dips into their pockets a little bit i would love for them to dip more into the horror space with vr um, and I feel like- that's the best space for it they should be doing resident evil 8 vr and i think we get it when yeah. we get psvr 2 because the killer app for psvr still to this day is resident evil 7 yeah like that shit is awesome Dude. like it's i mean i i tried it barely and like it's it works <laughs> it just I, works 
would if I had to play that game in VR the entire thing, I would works. shit my pants. My uh, our mother called me today. It was just like, hey, you've been swearing a lot in your content. I'm like, yeah, mom, don't watch my content anymore, please. You're, you're <laughs> like, only when the topic really is is for you. Just give it a view and, and head on with your day. But yeah, I would crap my pants. I would lose my mind if I had to play RE7. And not, like I said, I'm I'm gonna hop more into RE7. All right, uh, just trying to keep the ball rolling and not make this show literally three hours because we could yeah, go all day. So what I think we hit here is we just hit the highlights yeah. for um, our overarching thoughts. So give me your overarching thoughts on the state of play first. Sony understands how to put on a show by doing something very simple. Setting expectations. Going mm-hmm. to the state of play, they made it very clear. Ten games. Most of them we've already shown you. Like, And so I'm sitting there. I'm having um, doing work. I had the state of play open on one side of my screen. I had homework on the other side of my screen. And I'm able to just sit back and be like, oh, okay, it's Oddworld. I don't care about it. Like, let, let, I'm, right. or, or, like, this isn't a game for me. I know I'm not buying this. So on and so forth. But then all of a sudden there's something like Deathloop, a game I am freaking stoked for this year that I will be. May as pocket, well. Right? It, oh my goodness! May the second May kicks in, baby. We're May we're, we're is killer, playing. dude. We're playing. <laughs> we're playing some games, and that's why I'm like, I have two months to get through like nine games, right? Um, but it was awesome, and, and like I, I, so I'm like, okay, cool, and the, I go and I get a look, and that game continues to impress me, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited for it. Every single time it's shown up, I'm I get more and more amped, and then to close it out with something that is so. They knew what they were doing. They had mm-hmm. it. They had the idea. They're like, okay, we know that Final Fantasy VII is going to get a good enough chunk of PlayStation fans on their feet. Due to the fact that Final Fantasy VII was such a hit for non-Final Fantasy, VII, uh, Final Fantasy fans back in last April, it hit with a lot of people. It was the PlayStation game going into quarantine that everyone was all in on. And people like a Sam Ross who does the entertainment show with me. Not, I would never recommend a Final Fantasy VII game to him, but that was a game that I'm like, hey, the characters are so awesome. The world is great. The mechanics are easy, understandable. It's a long enough game where it's worth digging into the piggy bank. The story's great. Go and give this game a crack. He picks it up. He loves it. Anybody could play that game. I really believe and fall in love with it. It is that charming. And so... They're closing out their show with this one last thing. And yeah, sure, would I have loved it for it to be part two? Sure. But now it gives me more hope to be like, all right, then we'll see Final Fantasy VII Part Two, like maybe Game Awards and get the tease. And then next mm-hmm. summer, compared to seeing it this year, this is a great way to tide us over. This is a great... I'm excited. Like, yeah. and especially when the expectations were nothing because i'm like they could show 10 games that i don't give a rat's ass about and we can move on with my day because it wasn't that big of a deal yeah so i i I think no matter the expectations you set and i agree that they set good expectations that like okay like we're not gonna like blow the doors off this bitch like we we're not gonna show you what naughty dog's making next and and got a and a gameplay trailer of god of war or anything like that like that's just not gonna happen so for us to get Final Fantasy VII Remake at the end, it sets the expectation, and, and for all of these state of plays, like the actual state of play blowouts, um, 
I feel like they, they do a good job of just having like one hype moment that it's like, okay, like, yeah, that's why I watched or whatever. Um, and that, that's final fantasy seven remake integrate for me. Um, where I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, that's the that's the super exciting moment that I'm waiting for. Would it have been cooler if we got, like, Horizon at the end? Like, a gameplay trailer for Horizon? Sure. sure. But but they're going to tell you beforehand, which they've done for all of these state of plays. Today, we're going to talk about this game in depth for this amount of time, basically. Or we're going to get a new trailer for The Last of Us. Or this week, we're just focusing on... Um, on Ghost of Tsushima and breaking down like the mechanics of the game where you're going to do a long form state of play. Like that's cool. Um, I think what, how do you feel about Returnal? Uh, let me go and make sure I got Returnal. Is Returnal the space game? House Mark space game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not like insane about it. I'm like, this is yeah, a game. It's cool. If it blows the doors off or if one of my favorite streamers picks it up and I might watch it and I might like see the gameplay. Yeah. And if it if it starts producing and like everyone loses their mind about this game and it becomes a hit, I'm in. Like it's right. done that for me where like if it picks up enough steam. But as of right now, I'm not all in, shut the front door, like this game's gonna blow my freaking mind. You know? Right. I agree. And I love House Mark. I think it needs to get good reviews for me to really care about this game. Um I think it's gonna get eights. That's I, my prediction. And yeah, that that that's not good enough for me. All right, I, yeah, just just because I'm not that interested in it yeah. from the from the jump that like it would need to like get really like Compared there would need to be a ton of buzz about it on like why it's really good and needs to really speak to me. And I love House Mark and I think they make really interesting games. Like they're they're not making games like everyone else is or whatever. Yeah. Like Resogun is not like a normal triple a game at one, this point one of the favorite games i've ever picked up was Resogun. Like, right so for them to do like a big budget looking triple a video game i think that's pretty cool yeah um so jumping off of that so so we had returnal um so so basically broad strokes i thought it was okay i thought it was i thought it was good yeah um because i think i think they just need to hit on a few different areas for you then you need that one big pop you need to sprinkle out things that are really interesting to you and you, and you need like something that really grabbed me yeah so for me the thing that really grabbed me fucking sifu looks so awesome cool. so it cool. looks so cool like yeah. that's the game that like there's very it's very rare for me to like be watching a stream uh, like like a Nintendo Direct or, or a State of Play or any reveal type deal where yeah. like we're going to show you a new indie game from this developer you've never heard of and then like okay like usually I'm like that looks cool or whatever and I'll probably never play it um, right. <laughs> for the most part I'm like I'm excited that that's happening basically but it's not like something I'm going to like dish out the money for Sifu legitimately looks awesome and like like that's like one of my most anticipated games for 2021 at this point like yeah. i want to play that game like as long as it keeps that like tone throughout where it's like it's kind of like serious and real world but also like has these like elements like it, it cuts in on the trailer of like supernatural um I, i'm all in yeah. and and as long as the gameplay is there for it like for me that was the highlight of the entire show like i already know i love final fantasy 7 and to see a yuffie um section being added i'm like that's gonna be awesome yeah i'm excited i'm in like you, uh, you already got for, me for me it literally i go i'm sitting by the pool i come back up here click delete on my entire save and file for ff7 i'm like cool i'm gonna play that when that comes out and, and like right. it was that thing of 
you're not just getting me in for the DLC. I want to get back into that world when I'm playing that, you know? Uh-huh. I'm interested to see if they uh, close off the DLC um, or if you have to replay the entire game and they, like, I, splice it in there. I, wa- I, I want them to re- I, make me replay the whole I game. I want to replay yeah. that whole game. Let's do it, dude. Let's I mean, I, I hope there's a new trophy list on PS5. I'll platinum this game again. Yeah. I swear to God, make <laughs> me do it. <laughs> don't make me do it, but it's like the hold me back thing where you're like, Hold me back. I don't want to be hold back. Give me more trophies. Let's go. Right, right, right. I'm all about it. I Because for me, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, finishing that game, I was, like, and, and platinuming it. So two playthroughs, second playthrough, like, did a bunch of cleanup at the end to, to finish up the platinum. I, like, usually at the end of a platinum, I'm just like, I just want this to be over. Ghost of Tsushima, one of the best games I've ever played. I platinum that game by finishing the game. So I did everything yeah. that there was to do before rolling credits which i never done before and that hurt the overall experience because i was just tired of the game by the time i was done with it because just trophy list just makes you do a few things that you just that are a little bit you, tedious. Do, you wouldn't do you wouldn't normally do yeah um but i love them yep. for that i want to spend more time with these games and this gives me an excuse to do so um so finishing final fantasy 7 remakes trophy list i was like i was just sad i was like i just i don't want to leave this world i don't leave these characters i don't leave this gameplay like it's so amazing uh so i'm excited to have an excuse to jump back in i really hope there's more trophies because i will do it (laughs) again i'll do the whole list again i don't care (laughs) um it's so fun uh Honestly, I'll, I'll play it on normal once just to like play the new content, just like the way it's meant to be played. And then if, if there is, in fact, a new trophy list and you have to play it on hard, I'm going to play it twice. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll do it. Um, so that's that's super exciting. But then also we have Sifu there that like for me, like was the the surprise of the show that I think is like it's double A. It's not triple A like uh, these devs have made Absolver before, which is like a game that was received well. So this is their second game as far as I know. Um, and I hope that they learned stuff from Absolver and were able to bring it over here and are able to tell like an interesting story with very few words, um, if that makes sense, because that's kind of looks like what it is um, and provide some really good gameplay uh, to boot. So I'm excited for that. And then other than that, like you have like your odd worlds, you have your death loops, you have your Crash Bandicoots, like yep. stuff like that, that I'm just like... By no, the way, I want to throw here. this out now. Anybody that's in the chat right now, we got a few people watching. Um, if you want to go and throw in the questions for Rapid Fire at the end, we will either do them today or we'll throw them in our back catalog of Rapid Fire questions. So thank you very much <laughs> for tuning in. Um, yeah, it, it was great. Like, like it was. I'm not saying it was a ten, but the expectation factor immediately allowed something like this to go from who oh, we see to play by event like to okay we know what we're getting and then we got what we got i'm like and there were one or two moments that i'm able to hold on to as a consumer and, and then there was the surprise moment of sifu where i remember i literally like full screened it when that game popped up and like when i started seeing the gameplay i'm like this looks awesome yeah and so yeah i i was it was really cool to go and see that oh i'm just i, I and it went and took a conference that could have been a four if they didn't give expectations or even a three to a like six or seven, you know, and I just yeah. think it was really solid. I think it was really solid. Now hopping into the Pokemon side of things, the Pokemon direct that came out this week. I'll let you take the lead. Actually, no, I'm taking the lead. I want to take the lead on this one. Yeah. My favorite generation. It's my favorite generation to go and talk about the remakes. Um, 
And, yeah, when we end up talking about the new Switch that came out, uh, or new Switch news that came out, I'm in. This, that's a game that really goes and helps sell me on getting, picking up a Switch, because I will get to that trip down memory lane, but also, it, for me, I love familiarity. I love hopping into Uncharted because I know I'm getting with Uncharted. My biggest issue with Pokemon games is I'm like, oh, I need to learn a whole new list, and there's certain Pokemon that I don't really care about too much. And now, here I am, I'm like, I get a Pokemon game with all the, the people in Pokemon I know. Like, let's go. And then we can talk about Legends when we need to talk about Legends, but that alone got me hyped enough. It was the generation I could choose if I were to choose a remake. The remake itself, though, let me get let me get beyond. Well, that's what we're getting. I mean, they, they've yeah. already done the other three, so yeah. like just that. This was the natural next one. Yeah. Um, the remake itself. Do I wish it was a little bit more? Do I wish that they added some things and dolled up a little bit more than they could have? Sure. With that being said, I there's an expectation with Nintendo now of we're just getting these, not ports, but just remakes and glow ups. And I'm here for it. So I was really excited about that. Then yeah. uh, then when we're talking about Legends, I think that they're taking a chance. And we talked about it a little bit earlier with Sony taking chances. And it's cool to see people and studios and different directions go and actually take those chances when we get them. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I think could fail. I think that there is way too much hype as of right now for this game that we don't know too much about yet i am stoked for a direct that's a deep 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 dive on this game i want to see it i want to i want to see the play i want to see how it's going to move um but when we go and get that and when inevitably it's either awesome or suckish that's when i'm going to start losing my mind as of right now i'm excited you got my interest it's not People going and saying this is going to Breath of the Wild Pokemon, I think, are insane. Because after we got a game called Cyberpunk 2077, all expectations of a game-changing game, need, you need to pull the reins back. Like, that game was supposed to change what we think about gaming. But there's only been two of those games, Breath of the Wild and God of War, where we've had those moments in gaming recently that are true game changers, the two staples of what it means to change the meaning of what video games are and what series are forever. And so, yeah, I I think that people need to get their expectations for this game in check. With that being said, I'm super intrigued. You don't have my $60 yet, but you do have me interested. That's where I'm at after this state of play. How about yourself, Connor Evans? Yeah. So for me, as somebody who like grew up playing Pokemon I, and enjoyed it, like I'm not like a super fan or anything by any means. It's it's frustrating to see the pass. I think that that Game Freak, excuse me, the Game Freak gets um, when it comes to their games. Like I just I just don't understand what we expect and what is acceptable at this point when it comes to Game Freak. Like. These remakes for uh, Diamond and Pearl like suck, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, are they going to sell a ton? Yes, yeah. yes, they no, are. They're, they're... Which is so like that's the reason they're they're doing it because they know yeah. they can just screw everybody over. Yeah. Like, 
or not same square. With, uh, like, same with Skyward Sword, though, where it's like nobody really cares, but it's going to sell a shit ton. Nintendo as a whole has this whole air to them where they just can get away with everything. We can yeah. sell Mario's uh, uh, 3D World uh, package until March and then pull it. Uh, Matt was then, in the chat. We're talking about Legends right now, by the way. So, so they're just pulling Mario uh, uh, 3D World like uh, just from shelves and from digital stores. Yeah. Like after after uh, this month. So, like, saw a good article title. It was like, "This is the month Mario dies," <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so, like, I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, why is that acceptable? And then you you release uh, Skyward Sword for sixty dollars, and it's like, okay, like. I'll buy it, but like it's just because it's Nintendo and they can get away with it. And then we have this here where like the Diamond of Pro remakes like look so much worse than that of like Let's Go Eevee and, and Pikachu from a few years ago. And they look worse than the 3DS games like X and Y. Like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, I, I just don't understand why that's acceptable. Like, it's acceptable just because it's full. And you're getting a full game with it. Uh, with that being said... It's a game that you can go play at like marginally less visual fidelity as we're getting on Switch. A game that came out like 15 years ago. It came out in like 2006. Like, oh, seven. Like, yeah. like and, it, and it's perfectly playable and looks like just like... It doesn't look that much worse. Like, it just doesn't. Like, I understand that they're going for like the same art style, like the same chibi-esque stuff, but like... I just don't know why they would half-ass it in this way, and and the reason is is that they can get away with it. Yeah. Like it, it's totally acceptable, and people will buy it, and I even might buy it. Like that's the issue is is like <laughs> they got like, you. Yeah, like I like I like Diamond and Pearl. That was one of my like favorites. I I'm more of a Sapphire and, and Ruby uh, yeah. person, but um yeah, like I, I I like that gen. So I'm certainly thinking about buying it, but like I'm definitely frustrated with it. Um, so that kind of leads me into Legends of Arceus, 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 yeah. um, uh, I, I, where there was a, uh, sorry, little, little segue. Um, there was somebody that I follow on Snapchat that was just like, it's Arceus. I told you it's Arceus. They said it was Arceus. I'm like, man, if this is really the hill you're dying on, you need <laughs> to check yourself. But it, it was a fun moment. Yeah. 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 So, I think it looks bad. Like, like if this was any other game, if this was yeah. not Pokemon, you remove the Pokemon name from it. If it's anything else, it looks like shit. Like it, it, it like the frame, the right like the frames are like running at like ten frames per second. I understand it's early in development, but like the textures and and like the whole world just looks last gen, two gens ago. Like it just looks bad. Like. And I'm frustrated by the fact that, like, we're just like, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's Pokemon, and they are the high, one of the highest selling, if not, I think they are the yeah, highest selling Nintendo property. It is worth noting that Nintendo only owns, like, a third of Game Freak and a third of Pokemon, so, like, yeah. they don't, like, make all these games, and, and Game Freak is relatively small, but, like, Nintendo, give them a lot of money, actually make them develop a... a full-on triple-a game build out the studio and let's actually go for it and let's like actually do something really interesting pokemon has not changed since 
forever. since its inception. Yeah. Like it is just the same game with little tweaks to make it seem like we're getting something new. Like the anger that we feel towards like Madden or or any sports annualized game or Call of Duty for not changing enough. Why don't we get that same mentality for Pokemon? Oh, it's because it's Pokemon and it's Nintendo. Like yeah. And as somebody who enjoys Pokemon, I'm just like. I want more. I want more from this franchise and we've all grown up. We're all we're all adults now, like who really care about this. Like the kid who buys it with their switch is going to enjoy it no matter what. Like it's magic because we all felt that when we first played Pokemon um, and they know nothing better. But like the majority, I have to imagine the majority of people playing new Pokemon games are adults at yeah. this point or, no, I, I or aged up teenagers like so I just but want also, more. The like, Switch Lite is there for people that are, hey, if you were to pump out a kid anytime, and I'm Uncle Nick, and I, I your your kid turns five, I would love to give him a Switch Lite for like Christmas, you know, to drop a couple hundred bucks on the kiddo and be like, go and play your Mario Kart and your new your new Pokemon game. You know, I think that that's there for that reason. Um, and also for people like me who are just jabronis that haven't gotten to that ecosystem to get in cheaply. I I don't know. Matt Lucid, by the way, go and pull up the chat just because Matt Lucid is just fighting you right now. And I knew that this fight was coming, by the way. I knew it was coming, and I was excited for it. Just due to the fact that I'm, I would talk to him last Friday, and he was like, man, you guys love bashing Nintendo. I'm like, there's a lot to bash, so we're doing it. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, so here's the thing about uh, about the whole point here. Like, we're bashing Sword and Shield because, and I don't, I don't even bash Sword and Shield for the reasons that a lot of people do bash Sword and Shield. Like, oh, we don't have the whole Pokedex there, like the global Pokedex right at the jump, and they're gonna charge us for it in DLC. Like, I'm more excited about catching new Pokemon. Like, I don't care about that. Like, yeah. ju- and like, I don't, I don't need everything there from the jump. Um, so I'm fine there. Um, and my issue with Sword and Shield is that it's just not iterative enough. Like, there's just it, we just haven't changed the form. I, I do want them to change the formula, in in or at least make it look substantially better or or something. Like, this is the biggest one of the biggest franchises in the world. Yeah. Like, it's massive, and we can't get this ma- like massive budget to back it to make it look on the same level as breath of the wild or Mario Odyssey or something like we know that the console is capable of doing this, yeah, but we're not willing to make it look like this. So like, absolutely. I, I don't understand why we can't do that. Like I, I haven't found a good excuse <laughs> for that. And then also like the gameplay is so middling and so basic. And I, and I know it's because they want, it to be accessible to everybody but like as i was saying like i really do believe that like adults are playing these games in in mass droves and they're your biggest part portion of your audience so like you need to do something to make it a little bit more uh, engaging and more um enticing to your older audience as somebody who went into sword and shield excited and open-minded and ready to play 
like i i thought that the trailers for it were fine like i'm like okay like i i'm in like i'm excited here and like i just i like i legitimately got sleepy playing that game like it made me tired <laughs> like i was like it's just so not engaging at all at this point uh because it's just not that interesting so okay so we have that out of the way yes and then so that's that's the basic pokemon game so we're trying something new now so my issue with arceus is that or legends or whatever you want to call it at this point um is that it looks bad and if you're going to just show your game of one of the biggest properties on the planet you need to have a good outing (laughs) first go um to really enrapture those who are skeptical and as as somebody who who played sword and shield and bounced off of it like i need a little bit more there the gameplay looks really basic from what we can see he's just you're you're hiding in grass you're throwing the ball they catch it and then there's there is battles there but they're not like these fully animated like it still looks generally similar to what we're getting in sword and shield um which is disappointing like I just think there there needs to be this quantum leap at this point, and we're never going to get that. We're just going to keep getting these iterative, smaller jumps. And this is the know. biggest jump that they this is the biggest jump that they made in a while. Where it's like, okay, we're going open world. Uh, we only showed the one biome, so we don't know like how big this world is. I, I do have to imagine if this is if this is early. What was it? Early twenty twenty two, correct? Yeah um early 2022 so like it's not that far away we're a year away sword and shield was last year um that like it's not that big of a game yeah maybe because i mean like we just wrapped development on sword and shield stuff in the last year uh because they did the dlc so you have to imagine they moved some people over to do uh legend of arceus and they were working on this game as basically a side project as, as far as I would understand it. This is kind of me talking out of my ass, but like just the timeline there. So we're talking 2020, you finish. Maybe you had some people working on a pre-production before that, um, before the DLC comes out, you're going full pr- uh, production 20 uh, late 2020. And then you are, are putting this game out in 2022, early 2022. Yeah. Like you're, you're just, you have let, a year and me, a half. Let me get the, let me get the car facts on that one. But yeah, let me, let me just go. And so, you, sure. so you basically have a year and a half to develop this game. Like, I, I just don't imagine that this is going to be that big, if that makes sense. I think it's going to be a nice little chunk of a of a Pokemon game. It's going to sell millions and millions of copies. But I just wish that it was more. And I wish that they, they just got more backing from Nintendo. Like, I my main thing with this thing, the entire I don't care about the Diamond and Pearl remakes as much as I should say. I'm excited, but I understand that that's not going to like blow anyone out of the water. We know what we're getting. You know, it's not supposed to do that. With Legends of Arceus, I really am excited to go and see what they're able to do. Guess what? You said you might not expect much out of the, you. Uh, Matt Lucy in the chat says you expect way too much out of Switch hardware. We're getting a new effing Switch this year. But so, Breath of the Wild looks like substantially I know, better. I know, so, I know. Like it like bounds better than than uh, Legends. Like, and that's a launch title. Like, we should be working our way through at this point. Like, you you can see titles at the start of of the PS4 at to the end of the PS4. Like, they look substantially different. Like, yeah. 
uh, Infamous Second Son looks way worse than than The Last of Us Part Two, and and Uncharted Four looks worse than The Last of Us. But like it, like same developer, like that. Yeah. Uh, so you you have developers like working their way through the console to make better looking games, and I think that I think that Legends looks slightly better maybe than uh, than Sword and Shield, but like. I wasn't blown away by the visuals. I wasn't blown away by the frame rate of the, uh, I don't want to name the Pokemon. It's the yellow one that's like bells or whatever. Uh, Like he just looks like he's like two frames per second. Like it's, it's really bad. Um, And, and that's frustrating to me that I, I think we should be at a better point with this console. And I'm excited to see what we get from the new console. And I think that if the launch titles for this new console are Pokemon uh, Breath of the Wild two and Splatoon three, like that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty that's good a launch here. Like I'm all about it, um, and I think that it'll re- it'll move units. Really so, well, so the my main thing with this uh, newest like with RCS, it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell a crap load. It doesn't they could matter. Release anything with Pokemon. Exactly. It's gonna sell. It doesn't freaking matter. And they know matter. that. So with that knowledge, they don't need to take the risk. In the same way, like, we talk about Sony's first party right now where they have just a stable of freaking games. They don't need to take the risks. And so, right. yeah, I, as much as I'm like, I want better. You want to go and hold your studios and your heroes, basically, to a better, higher quality product. They don't need to do that. And it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But, sure. Let and let's let's round out this entire uh, uh, not going into rapid fire with talking about the newest switch, knowing that we're getting that new model, a little bit more power, a little bit more. Uh, we got that 4K finally. It was a thing that I asked for at the very start of this year. Which, by the way, Nevin's Island prediction show. I'm really excited to look back at those, baby. We got a new switch on there. I, I can't believe if it actually launches this year, I'll I'll shit a brick i can't i can't believe it i mean it's supposed <laughs> it's to happen, baby. It's i think it's happen. gonna get delayed i think it'll be i think it'll be march 2022 and just like the launch of uh the original switch but anyways though with that <laughs> i really think that switch understands what it's doing so damn well oh my god it it knows what it's doing and it starts to bother me where i i was on record last week just bitching for an hour plus on why Nintendo sucks. Right now. But right now. Right now. Yeah. And they really just keep on being like, we know what we're doing. Next year we're going to have a banging year. We could have a banging second half of the year. We're releasing the new Switch. We have Splatoon. We have Pokemon. We're showing up with our IPs. And then I am... Whenever we get Legend... Uh, whenever we get Breath of the Wild 2... It doesn't matter. They've given us enough of a taste with those two announcements, with Pokemon and Splatoon. Part of me really just wishes that they went for an hour 20 on their direct. Same day. Yeah, Pokemon. You, think, you think they look a lot better if they have Pokemon yeah. in there? Yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely... You're insane if you don't think that's the case. That direct looked like dog water, and then you go and you have this Pokemon direct where everyone's flipping out. I... I'm, you know how TikTok like feeds what you already enjoy back to you with your for you page. I don't know. I know you're not a TikTok person, yeah. but that's the main mechanic of it. It gives you more of what you want, whether it be comedy or gaming or entertainment news, whatever it might be. Yeah. I the amount of stuff I saw about 
damn, oh, this, this, this Nintendo Direct sucked. And then immediately afterwards, woo, Pokemon, like, yeah, like, right. it, it's insane. So I'm honestly, I'm honestly shocked by the reaction uh, uh, for the Pokemon stuff, <laughs> but uh, the, the general uh, excitement met with some backlash, but mostly excitement. And, and, and I just want to preface this with that. I, I'm excited for the people who are excited about it. I, I've kind of given up hope on the fact that Pokemon is ever going to be for me ever again. So, and that's fine. Like, I'm okay and with, with that, and I'm happy for the people who are happy uh, with it. My wife is a big, big, big Pokemon fan. So, I'm happy for her um, when it comes to this stuff, and I'm sure she'll buy the, the remakes and, and uh, Legends when it comes out. Um, but with that being said, uh, to respond to Matt's comment uh new uh switch was uh leaked by bloomberg yep i just put um, it, I we'll put, have I just put the link in the yeah twit, uh, chat samsung oled display on it which is awesome the the uh the original ps vita in 2012 had no OLED display clean so good i i love oled displays um and uh does 720p uh in handheld which people are making a big deal about in handheld mode 720p is like really all you, you need Indeed. for the most part on yeah. OLED. like the, the screen is so small um which it will be expanding for for this switch um uh it, that it, it doesn't really matter uh when it when it comes to that and then, and then got- 4k 4k on on uh the television which, so i i really Jotham. think by 2022 2023 4k tvs are going to be a little bit more like the, it, it, the door is just creaking more and more open on 4k 4k entering. 4k is just hd tvs at this point yeah. like anybody everybody and everybody will have a 4k tv over the next five years, five I years think. yeah um, so it, yeah though as a as a gamer uh <laughs> which sounds <just laughs> as a horrible gamer <laughs> yeah um i i would hope that Sorry, I, I screwed up my Discord. I w- my hope is that we focus more on uh, 60 frames, 1440p over 4K um, yeah. and like 30 frames per second, which I think we're moving towards uh, because a lot of screens don't output 1440p or, or whatever. Um, so I, I hope that we, we move towards that. But either way, like, with the the new consoles, I'm I'm real the new console. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I've had a Switch since day one. Um, I it, that that's the frustrating thing for me when it comes to Pokemon and and kind of bagging on it is that I think I've become a pretty big Nintendo shill over the last uh, last five years. Where I, I give them a pass on a lot of, on a lot of stuff and and think that they're they're doing great things and and I'm I'm pretty patient when it comes to. Uh, new content because I think there's a ton of stuff to play on Switch all the time that I still need to get to. Um, but I- I'll buy the new console day one probably. I'm ready for that upgrade. I think that launching with Breath of the Wild 2, which is probably the move there, um, is super exciting. Uh, so I'm ready for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, am I going to do it? Am I going to just freaking do it and bite the bullet? And I really briefly, though, want to ask you, where do you think the price is going to be? I said $350. Um, the Switch launched at $300. Yep. Correct. I think it's $300. I 
I was talking to the boys today, and I just like was explaining going through the Maybe, new, uh... little bit new specs. Um, and they're like, it's gotta be four hundred. I'm like, not really. I, I and I thought the Nintendo. number was, is was three hundred or three fifty. Where I'm like, three fifty sounds right. Yeah, it just honestly. sounds good. Right. Yeah. So if if it's an upgrade and they don't drop the price on the regular Switch, because what do you do there? You drop the Switch Light, Switch Mini. What, what is it called? Switch, Switch Light. To one fifty or something. You, can, like, you, you can't, can't do, do that. You that, that the Switch Light so, forever. The only way that they can get away with three hundred and still dance is drop the original Switch two fifty. That's the only way that yeah. marketing works. I think that three fifty. Yeah. Is, it sounds good. It makes sense. I think that four hundred is a little bit just like I I rather just bite the bullet and pick up an original switch and then and then once again I'd rather right. just bite the bullet and pick up a light. You know, like it, it so I think that three fifty just sounds good. You're getting your upgrade and like especially if grandma or is going to buy Johnny a switch and goes and sees the one for three hundred or three fifty, she would be like, Oh, I'll just get him the better one just in case, you know, for an extra right. fifty bucks. An extra hundred bucks is nothing to shake a tail feather out when you're making a big, big purchase like that. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that now now talking through this here, I think that if, if the mentality for Nintendo is that this is the updated switch, it's not the the replacement yeah. for the original, they charge four hundred dollars for it because they can. Because they, like you they don't, charge, they could charge, they could charge five. But I like you don't want to, you don't want to cannibalize the regular switch at this yeah. point completely. You need to make that an enticing second option for those who want it. So you had the people who who bought the light because it's cheaper and they don't think they're going to be playing on the TV and that's that's enticing to them. But there's also people still buying the regular switch. Like it didn't cannibalize that that yeah. sales because people still wanted that capability to play on TV and everything and, and play docked. So you still have that. So now you need to still have that, but also the better version for those who want to make that upgrade. And I don't think you do that without it being substantial enough to a charge a hundred dollars more for it uh, because you get that upgrade with it if that makes sense so you have your two tantalizing options for the docked versions and then you have your two options for the younger crowd like and then eventually you phase out the switch light like all together not the switch light uh Uh, the the nintendo switch basic all together though i just the the frustrating thing is is that the switch got really good third party support throughout its first few years. It still is. Um, I, it still is doing well. It's like, it gets great indie games, but I, I think that you're not going to get like the new, I mean, like we got so many Bethesda games on there, like yeah. Wolfenstein and doom. Like you're not going to get the new newest, prettiest games from the PS five and Xbox series X gen on that console. Like it, it just doesn't work. Like not, I, I can't imagine you're not getting uh, Black Ops, you know? Right, like, that. Like, like, there's there's no way you're running any of these games on there. Um, this, so, like, I I think eventually you just need to completely phase out the old versions and, and just go forward with the new one, which creates this really Sticky uncomfortable situation, situation yeah. that I don't know how you handle it. There's way smarter people than me figuring that out on, like, when you start that process, but eventually it's going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, and I hope that they hold on for a few years and try to get it to work on everything. And do I think that, do you think we're going to get exclusive switch pro, whatever it's called super Nintendo switch titles yeah. in the first few years that are just no. only available on that? No, I don't. I think after the first year Maybe. we start seeing them. I, I, it depends. Like it's gonna it, piss off a lot of people. They sold like sixty million plus. Yeah, well, that's why like, you have you have that stable where you're able to just go and throw okay. it out there. You oh, know, yeah. like, and so going and have something. Let's just say Metroid Prime. Like, like that. That's a game that people are looking at. That's gonna go and be legit for Metroid Prime Four, and not the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, that could that could be a game that needs the the stats and such. But you don't think that they make a less res, a less, like a easier, simpler version for the Switch when you have that ginormous player base? I think that divides too much of a rift. And the way to do it, I think, would be to put a freaking console seller on that thing if you were to do it like a Breath of the Wild too. But then you're making generations, in my opinion. Yeah. So. So I think the smart move is everything in development right now in Nintendo, like their first party, needs to be on both. Yeah. And then from there, you you just start switching over to to the next yeah. the next gen, basically. Um, is that the next Mario game? Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, like, like you, I said, we you could, need, I can see a that. Seller. You need a seller, so Mario yeah. makes sense. Pokemon would have made sense, but you know, but here we are. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm in. I'm in. All right, let's get into some rapid fire questions. Gotcha. We got for we went for an hour twenty three, and I cannot tell you exactly how we got from point A to point B. Normally, it's like yeah, top five gaming moments. Let's just go and crack into it. But this was just free form. We had a lot of news to break down, and that's what right. the show is. All right, Connor Evans. So what do you? Fire. What do you think of PC gaming right now? Where are you it's at legit. with it? Is it? It's oh, legit. Well, so, Wait, are you talking about with me and my personal like mouse and keyboard skills and what? Just in general, like, I, how do you feel about it? I think it's always easier to just go and uh, hit the center button on my PlayStation Five Four to and just like power up and see the game and just click and I'm more used to it. Well, PC gaming kind of slaps. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Anybody that isn't on that wave, I feel like is missing out. And I never thought I would say that statement. But I get it now, and especially with Game Pass, and especially with PlayStation dropping some of their exclusives on there, it goes and allows everybody to get in on a lot of really awesome, cool games. And I've always said this, gaming's cool, and as Ernie Calhoun from Video Game High School once said, it's all about the game. We're all, all that matters is the games that are being presented, and there's a lot of great cool amazing games that are on the steam store that are on epic that are on everything now so yeah yeah i really really think pc gaming is there i think it's the wave i love it and yeah that's where i'm at yeah so for for me like as somebody who is a playstation shill turned nintendo shill turned now kind of a pc shill like and being console for my entire life up until this last year uh I think PC game is awesome. Like, yeah. I think it. I think it opens the door to so many great games that are either only on PC or better on PC. Yeah. So like, new Overwatch comes out. Am I gonna? I have so many options. Where am I gonna play it? You gotta play it on PC. Like that's where the community is. That's where the the 
the real high skill is like yeah. you can't be that good at overwatch on oh. console like you just can't do it with that like, it's said, impossible. fortnite champion baby the past two years have come from console players just yeah throw that I, out there. I mean I, there's people who can get creative with it and figure it out but yeah your your skill ceiling for a lot of games is on is capped on console so being able to play on pc and, and enjoy games like like valorant or playing like hearthstone or something like that or uh persona 4 golden which is only on on pc other than uh than ps vita um at this point like that's awesome like and there's there's tons of games that i just want to play on pc there's tons of games that i can only play on playstation and that's cool but having options is is always great and mouse and keyboard is just awesome it's just unreal yeah like it takes some getting used to and and it can be pretty frustrating if you're cracked on on (laughs) console and then switching over to like me and the fall guys you know all right all right yeah so it can be weird but I think it's I think it's worth the investment and best thing I've ever purchased. Now now just like understanding it. I'm glad that I bought a laptop at first just to kind of like get my footing that like if I were to invest in a in a gaming PC and a desktop, I would really would know what I'm talking about, I think. So All right, cool. question number 2. Best uncharted villain. Villain. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, coming hot. I actually don't know. I actually don't know my answer to this. I'm going. Oh my god, this is hard. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going one, two, three, four. Um, I'm gonna go with Nadine, and here's why: because she's dynamic. She gives you a yeah. lot. I like. She's more interesting than a lot of just the lords that we had. I think that the like most daunting is Uncharted 2's villain. Uh, it's it's Lazar. Lazara bitch. Lazara bitch. I was about to say Lazar Vith. So yeah, I, I was close. close. Um, yeah. but I'm going Nadine. She's dynamic. We obviously get her in uh, in the Uncharted. I have it right here. Why can't I? Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. I played it a week ago. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going with Nadine as my as my vote. How about you? Um, I think I'm gonna agree that Nadine and, and Rafe that's his name, yeah, right? Yeah, Rafe and from four. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Are are my favorite villains just because they're the most grounded. Yeah, they make um, sense. Like Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even remember the villain from three. It's the blonde lady. Yeah. She, um, she's kind of forgettable, honestly. Like that game think, has a lot more going for it than just her. Yeah, so. I think Lazarevich is interesting, and I think that the the like Wookie monsters, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the Yetis that you fight, are like another like st- like I think that the villain ends up kind of being them yeah. uh, a lot of the way through. Um, so I think that's really interesting and, and pretty cool. But I think the most grounded is is Nadine and Raven. I think they're the most memorable because of that. So yeah. All right. Question with. number three. All right, Nick. Big question here. <laughs> Aerith, Tifa, Jesse. We doing this? Yuffie, Yuffie now. We doing this? Who we taking? We doing this? Best oh, girl. Man. Let's get it. Who well, is let's it? Let's do it. Um, best girl is Aerith. Greatest, yeah. theme. Greatest theme of all time. She's adorable. Uh, I'm choosing Tifa at number two nowadays. Over Jesse. No, we're, we're not ranking them. We're, oh, we're getting too yeah, Okay, here. but I'm going best girl as Aerith. Um, my favorite piece of music, maybe ever. Let like I, I well, yeah, I'm doing I the net, I'm doing the Nick Evans top fifty right now, 
and I didn't put any soundtrack-esque songs on there, if I did, I believe Erda's theme would rank either at number one or number two against uh, New York I Love You. Um, and maybe maybe number three behind Neighborhood One. But I, I just freaking, freaking love every bit of Aerith. Um, and Aerith's theme does add to it. I think that she's just... If I were to go like and be like, I could date one, I'm still going with like Aerith. She's the most just joyous and uh she's she hits my vibe how about you what say you Connor? yeah i'm i agree with erith um for a lot of the same reasons so i'm not gonna really dive deep on on that i think she's the best i think she's the best character in final fantasy 7 i agree like by a quarter mile yeah. um uh, barrett with is my second too so even understanding what happens next in the story i still think she's the most interesting yeah. character um i do think yuffie's gonna be really uh Really pretty fun to play as and, and pretty great. I, I love Yuffie in, in Final Fantasy VII Original. So Put me back in that combat and, system, baby. Put me right. back in that oh combat system. Goodness. It's going to be weird to not switch between characters because you can't switch on to the other guy. But yeah. apparently they're trying to do something interesting with that. Um, so I'm excited for it. Yep. I just can't wait. All right. So yeah, Aerith is the choice. Yuffie, good contender. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your casual gaming conversation the weekly show where the brother evans is or the brother evans go gather around a couple mics have a good time discuss gaming casually if you like that you can find us over on the nevins island page on youtube and over on spotify at casual gaming conversation if you're like man i like this but i also like movies and tv and stuff like that go check out the casual entertainment conversation we will be discussing wandavision we had an awesome prediction episode of wandavision connor did you watch that i did not yet you're missing no. out you're missing out i think i yeah. i think it's some of the best content we've done ever it's under 20 minutes i think you guys before you watch that if you're watching live should go check that out it's quick yes or no questions it's it, i'm trying to figure out the perfect idea of what a prediction episode under nevin's island is and i think that that's a really really solid start so go check out the WandaVision prediction episode that's up. And then this Saturday, Sam Ross, the movie man himself, and I will be talking about it live. Finally, final announcement for housekeeping. We have the Turbo Podcast that will be up, if you're watching this, not live, up on YouTube and on Spotify under the Nevin's Island Podcast pages. Go check that out. One of the most explosive, funny, best guests we've ever had on any shows. He, he, was, like, he was like family. He was like coming home and just mama kiss. You know, it was it was awesome. So having him on the show was great. Go check that out. The topic by topics are currently up. Go check out the one about animals. That was one of the funniest things I've ever like recorded. And I'm I'm proud to have that on tape. When we go and inevitably do the next Nevin's Island press conference, you bet your ass that there will be a clip or a snippet or a couple lines from that topic. It's that funny. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for your show. Until next week, we salute you. Bye-bye.